Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It is the Brett Witterbull Show, News Talk 1110 at 99.3 WBT. It's a pleasure to be with you today on this already Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday. It is uh, great to be with you. 704-570-1110. So I'm, uh, I'm engaged in an experiment. And I was engaged in this experiment. And, and people didn't even realize that we were doing it in real time. But, so yesterday... I made a point of exercising my First Amendment because it's January the 1st and I and I and I made an effort to pray to speak freely uh, w- without reservation so that I, 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 I checked that box yesterday. I'm, I'm creating essentially sort of a knockoff civics version of an advent calendar. So yesterday, it was freedom of speech. I assembled as well around my smoker in the backyard and then uh, also worshipped. I worshipped God I because uh, religion is the first. Um, I spoke. I spoke freely and I assembled. Uh, today, today, me and my friend Don and Luke went out and practiced our Second Amendment before I went to work. We Second Amendmentized. Uh and, and so we did that. So now tomorrow, now tomorrow gets a little complicated. Not going to lie to you. Because I feel like I'm secure in my belongings. I feel like the Third Amendment, which is secure in your belonging, I, I feel like that's pretty much like kind of self, self, you know, explainable. I'm not going to have quartering of troops in my home, but I would. I mean, if we were at a real war... Uh, I, I, I'm confident enough that that the Third Amendment, including the quartering of troops in my home, although I guess you could technically say that the quartering of troops could really be in the modern age um, explained as don't you dare remove the tag from your mattress. I bought that mattress. I paid for that mattress. That's like a, tamp, uh, a, 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 a tramp stamp. No, that's like a tax stamp. And I can rip that thing off. I am I, I I should be able to not have to implement any rules and regulations that are continuously thrown upon us by people like the alleged president Joe Biden. Now I only say he's the alleged president because he has spent almost more time on vacation than he has in the White House. And I don't hate that. I wish he'd stay out more. I wish he would just go sit on a beach just oiling up and 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 doing his thing i I really i think he would he would do really a a great job so i am going to at least for the first 10 days of the year i'm going to celebrate each of the amendments because i i i genuinely enjoy when we have advent uh coming up in expectation of this of our lord and savior the lord jesus christ uh uh, coming coming uh to to the uh to the people and uh, uh giving us salvation so i i am going to i'm practicing each of the amendments each day 
And I just decided that. So um, if you've got any suggestions in terms of how it is we're going to do this, Tenth Amendment Day is going to be a little rough. Not going to lie to you. I'm going to then have to. I'm going to basically have to reserve all the rights, not explicitly to the federal government. I'm going to have to give them to the to the people uh, of the various states. And I don't know. There are some states I don't want to give my rights to. Like, I don't want to give them to Illinois or New York or California because those are those are those are restive hell pits that nobody should ever have to go to. You should never move to California. You should be sentenced to California. You should never go to New York. You should be sentenced to New York. You should be sentenced to the various awful states. And boy, do I wish at some point you people can get your act together and we can relegate states out of the union. I want to send them down. I want to send them down to the MAC conference. I don't want them to be legit states. There's a lot of those states. Vermont comes to mind. A lot of, a lot, can, 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 Kentucky... Uh, there's a lot of them, man. Mitch McConnell and company, uh, get get them out, pack them up and get them out. Let's relegate these states to uh, uh, what would we call that? Possession status, just possession, which is a which is a term that is used frequently in Kentucky uh, because I watch cops uh, and and uh, on patrol live. Uh, Claudine Gay has been fired. She says she's quitting. She's been fired. America is over Claudine Gay. Number one. She is a nincompoop. She's not anybody that you would ever want to give a penny, nickel, dime, or dollar to because she's not really a scholar. She's a plagiarist. She's a plagiarist, and um, she, she didn't really write these articles. She lifted. She lifted from already existing pieces of research. And now she is uh, on her way out at Harvard. A very short tenure for a very short attention span. If, if you can't understand that it is evil to attack Jews on the campus because they are Jews, Claudine Gay, then what's your point? Like, what are you doing? You should really go teach someplace else where your uh, amazing scholarship would be celebrated and encouraged and, and embraced. Have you thought about going to Tehran? I think you might be able to make some really great inroads there because you are clearly on the wrong side of history. You are clearly on the wrong side of reality. And you are clearly on the wrong side of uh, any integrity that was allegedly ever present. So um, good, good luck. Good, good luck out there. And I, I, would, I would caution Claudine Gay to practice the following phrase. Would you like fries with that? Because I think she would be one heck of a McDonald's server. Um, because it's impossible to, to copy when you're working at McDonald's. All you're doing is you're making fries and you're making burgers. So no more damage can be done. No more fraudulency can be, can be uh, accomplished in this, in this regard. And this is why I have argued for the better part of, you know, 10 years of, of my talk radio career. Stigma is important. Stigma is vitally important. Shame and stigma are the things that keep the intellectual railroad on the track. And if you are not going to be stigmatized for engaging in obvious, naked, total plagiarism, then what's the point anyways? What's the point anyways? Stolen valor? Stolen conscience. And welcome back. I am Brett Witterbull. You're listening to the show. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. President Joe Biden is heading into an election. You're showing alarming weakness among stalwarts of the Democrat base. 
black voters, Hispanic voters, young voters, they're all abandoning him like mange. The USA Today Suffolk University poll showed that one in five black voters would support a third-party candidate in 2024. Well, that's a waste of a vote. In addition, Biden has fallen behind former President Donald Trump, the likely Republican nominee with Hispanic and young voters, 39 to 34, 37 to 33 percent, respectively. Both groups backed Biden in 2020. Well, that's back when Biden was a moderate and didn't wide open the border and uh, didn't go and give money to Iranians and didn't go and uh, create all kinds of crises, including inflation. Trump has the support of 12 percent of black voters, the same percentage he had in 2020, according to the poll. The survey included a thousand likely voters and was conducted by landline and cell phone. And yes, semaphore. Tuesday through Friday last week, having a margin of error of 3.1 points. Okay, I'm kidding about the semaphore. You don't even know what that is. The poll showed that 44% of Trump supporters described themselves as a 10 on a thermometer measuring enthusiasm, the highest possible level. That is a really weirdly written statement. I'm really kind of embarrassed that I read that out loud. It's a 10 on a thermometer scale. I mean, I can see how you could rate somebody a 10. And I can see how somebody could say, I got a fever and the only cure is Trumpism. I could understand that. But I cannot understand a 10 on a thermometer. Tommy, what's your temperature likely today? Would you guess if you're average, if you're normal? 98.6, something like that. What would a 10 be on a thermometer? You would think if your temperature is a 10, you're in the ground. You're Biden. You're you're a Biden voter. It's I don't I don't understand this. I don't understand this. The poll showed that 44 percent of Trump supporters described themselves as a 10 on a thermometer measuring enthusiasm, the highest possible level. But among Biden supporters. Only 18% of them call themselves a 10. What? Gosh, you guys are doing this all wrong. But let's continue. Joyce Masumoto, a Trump supporter, told the USA Today, Tomorrow the World, Donald Trump has integrity. Biden and the Democrats always bringing up Donald Trump. He's not even doing anything, and they're blaming things on himself. Wow. Okay. Let's take another swing. The poll also showed that Vice President Kamala Harris got lower job approval ratings than Biden among black voters, 56 percent, compared with Biden's 68 percent. She also is less popular among young voters, 27 percent, compared to Biden's 32 percent. It's exciting to have a woman vice president. That's cool, said Sarah Falls. Fake name. 46-year-old high school English teacher from Oakland, California. She said, but I don't really know what she's up to. What's she up to? What does she do? I don't know. TJ, when I say the name, when I say the name, Kamala Harris, what comes to mind? I don't know what she's up to. What is she up to? What does she do? I don't know. Venn diagrams, I think. Venn diagrams. You know, that was the original name for Vin Diesel. Um, 
but they, they, they made him get rid of it because she was so into the Venn diagrams. Uh, Joe Biden has spent 37% of 2023 enjoying a getaway spot. I mean, this is just so embarrassing. You have, you, you, you have earthquakes in Japan. You have Hamas stand still committing atrocities against innocent people. You, you have, you, you have a planes bursting into flames at the Tokyo airport. You, you have the thing going on with uh, Vladimir Putin and, and Zelensky. You have a wide open border. And Joe, Joe had to go down to St. Croix. I mean, this is a very embarrassing reality. This guy is good for vacating. So why can't he vacate early? Why can't he vacate the White House now? Hand it over to Kamala Harris. Joe, you're clearly tired and you've got other things that you want to try to accomplish. You want to go to the beach or maybe go to the beach or possibly go to the beach. So why don't you just hang it up? You can hang it up and you can become president emeritus and you can allow Kamala Harris to run for the presidency. You see, you can't just tell her that she's going to be historic and she's going to be your vice president. You can't do that and then add to that uh, border czar and then add to that this and the other thing. You need to give her the responsibility she deserves. I am calling right now unequivocally for Joe Biden to remove himself from the presidency, head back to the warm confines of Delaware and give the job to Kamala Harris. Let her run on her merits. Show the world what can be done. But you see, you won't. You know why? Anybody have any idea? Be- because even Joe Biden can see that she is not ready for prime time. But Joe Biden is so petrified at going up to the mound, handing, uh, taking the ball out of her hand and getting her off the mound that he can't do it. He will not do it. He is all talk the octogenarian was away at one of the most relaxing locations or famous retreat for 138 days in 2023 37 percent of the days on the calendar joe biden was not available and he doesn't go to places uh, that, that would be regarded as as more conventional or normal he goes to nantucket he goes to saint croix he goes to all these different locations. He ought to be going to America. Go to East Palestine, Ohio. You're still afraid to go there. Why? Why won't you go see those people? And now you've insulted them so severely over the course of a year, year and a half, that you can't go to East Palestine, Ohio. It's why I am calling on President Trump, former President Trump, to make a return visit Go back to East Palestine, Ohio. Show your support for the people all these years uh, after Joe Biden refused to even show up. I mean, this is this is a no brainer. This is a way for you to connect and to shore up your base in uh, in, in the state of Ohio. Just go back. Go back and see the people and make a huge speech calling out the sitting president of the United States so that he will eventually show his face there he he knows he knows what he did he knows he didn't show the requisite respect to these people who suffered because of the train derailment okay he he knows he knows that's his that's his weak spot he doesn't much like non-elite white voters he doesn't like working class people he, he doesn't 
He wants to be with the highfalutin, serious, uh, frequent flyers who, who are out there writing huge checks. He wants to go and hang out, you know, Kevin Spacey. He, he wants to go hang out with Spielberg. He wants to go hang out with Barbara Streisand. He wants to hang out with, with, with the elites like Bam Margera. I mean, all these elites that are unbelievable uh, high-end peeps. That's where he needs to go. I no, no. I I know what I said. I I I yes. I do think that Barbara Streisand's elite. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. When St. Jude opened in 1962, childhood cancer was considered incurable. Since then, St. Jude has helped push the overall survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. St. Jude won't stop until no child dies from cancer. Join me today in supporting St. Jude by calling 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898 to become a partner in hope. Your gift to St. Jude could last a lifetime. News Talk 1110-993 WBT. It is the Brett Winterville Show. 704-570-1110. Let's uh, grab a call. Jim is on the line. Jim, welcome to the program. Uh, what's on your mind today, sir? Wow, that was quick. I just called in. That's awesome. I'm glad you you, you got right through. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the this thing with uh, Claudine Gay, with her getting having to be uh, uh, fired. Was she fired or did she? She's resigned. Uh, quit under. Yeah, she that? she's re- she resigned. She is uh, she issued a. Statement of resignation and uh, is 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 now no longer going to be the president of Harvard. Yeah, you know, um, I was listening to yesterday to the best of. I thought maybe you'd be in. You're the hardest working man in show in radio. What happened? Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm going to have to do an investigation into that. I've got a couple of staffers working on it, and once we um, once we figure that out, I am in, I am going to issue a report and. Uh, it's going to be a very sternly written report. With uh, you want me to write it? I know how to write sternly. I was in the Navy. Well, I, uh, yes. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, go go ahead. Get started on that now. Okay. Uh oh. Uh, yeah. So, um, I, I was listening to the uh, the the segment. There was a segment about me calling in, and. Somehow we're talking about Elon Musk, and I mentioned I was sitting in an electric parking space. Why were you doing that? And, um, uh, well, as it turns out, it was just the first parking space I saw. I turned the engine off, as it is my habit, which I'm doing now, so I get better sound clarity on the in the in the car, mm-hmm. better audio quality. Yeah, that's right. We don't want any uh, knocking. Listen, I'm going to turn it off now. Listen, isn't that better? It sounds to me like you've just entered your trunk. Did you? Are you in the trunk of your car at this stage? <laughs> no. Is that better? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah that's so, very better. Yes, that's better. Okay, so uh, I parked in this 
space. It was the first one that was available. Oh, boy. I turned off the engine. I looked around, and it, I saw the little electric charging thing. Mm-hmm. And as I'm looking at it, there's people charging their car looking at me. And obvious, obviously, because it's not an electric car, and yes. then I, you, I started talking to you. So I'm trying to manage mm-hmm. both the situations. I'm waving at these people to tell them, you know, I'm on the phone here. <laughs> and the more I tried to clear clear. What I was doing without actually. I think that is awesome. I think you occupied an electric space, and I think that is fantastic, Jim. How long do you intend to stay there? <laughs> no, no, I have a point here that I'm making, and it, and it dovetails into this for the firing of Claudine Gay. Okay, okay I can make. She's it, electric. Analogy. I won't call it a parable because that sounds like I have a, a parable a complex or something. Okay, go ahead. Yes. What? Yes. No, you're doing yeah. well. Thank you. Keep going. Okay, but what are all these loaves of bread doing here? No, but anyway, uh, so as I'm trying to manage the situation, I'm trying to you know, talk to you and try to uh-huh. sound, uh, make a sound, uh, I, uh, I, a rationale for my parking. Sure. Talking about Elon Musk, and I started talking and saying things that I wasn't really thinking about before I said it. Well, and as we got worse, by the end of the conversation, yeah. you installed an arbitrary social governance rating system where I had to throw my hands up and say, okay, I don't really believe in everything I was saying about boutique parking, right? Do you remember that? Sure I do. Yeah, I was like, I just kind of surrendered after you decided that my social rating was going down because of my behavior. Yeah. Because uh, something that was more important to me... What was more important? ...was being able to be uh, uh, a uh, popular fixture of the of the show, you, you're very popular. You're, you're, you're standing my ground about boutique parking. Yes, so you are a, very much a popular. You are a popular fixture of the program. Without, without, without any. Oh, doubt. we like to think so. At any rate, so this thing that I concocted on the fly, just trying to get sanctuary for another reason to get into the parking space. Mm-hmm. I finally abandoned the whole thing. Left it behind and decided it wasn't worth it. Wow. And this is what they're doing to Claudine Gay. No. Is they've gone into this sanctuary parking space because they didn't like Orange Man. They thought they'd be safe in the Biden parking space. Right. They thought if they just said the right thing mm-hmm. and they waved off all the Trump supporters that were looking at him saying, what are you doing? That they were going to be okay. Now they're all throwing their hands up and they're coming out of their parking space. Yeah. And decided they did the wrong thing. They're all pulling out of the Biden parking spaces and decided they're going to go now, park somewhere where uh, it makes, they look, can have an anonymous... It, 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 makes, no it makes sense to me because you do have that kind of an insight. I understand women who have power and money. I mean, that's... I mean... That I mean, you said, you said it. I mean, that's... You, you nailed it. I mean, you, ab- you nailed yes. it, Jim. Yes, I know. I understand women with power and money. I don't condone it, but I understand it. You understand You understand the women with power and money because what you're doing is, and I understand what you're doing. You're doing a parable. It's nice. I like the parable. You're in the electric space, the power, and the, 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 the leftists are giving you the stink eye be, because you you're you're not elite like Claudine Gay and this is a this is a wonderful analogy for for what has transpired today at at uh, at Harvard University yes well it explains why they got rid of the nincompoop did you uh nincompoop go 
Claudine Gay, as you referred to her, right? Well, I, I think she's an income poop, yes. I, 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 look, we have a lot of people who are income poops. Uh, people who, um, yeah. you know, are... Here's, here's, here's how you can tell. People that are overly educated, people that are so educated, they feel like they can just look down their nose at you at any given moment. Uh, and because of their existence, they're better than you. And, and that, that should never be the case. Like that should never be true. Should never be the case. I mean, and we used to have a lot of those in the Navy. By the way, did you hear that the Navy has offered her a position? Did you hear this is the latest thing? Oh, really? What? Uh, they're, um, they're not. They haven't offered her a position as a commissioned officer, but uh, to, for education and training. So that way, she can be in the Navy as a non-com poop. Wow! There's a show killer. For you know you. what you did? You just you really you you massacred the show has been. The, the show is really been, I don't even have any words. La- ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Jim did this. Somebody did this. Jim did this. He defaced the program. And now, because of that, I, I, I'm, I'm going to give, just bear with me, keep, keep the music running. We don't want to set off any alarms. Um, I'm going to give him four seconds of a stern face. There we go. Shame, Jim, shame. Shame, Jim, shame. You, you took a beautiful program and turned it into something, something fetid. Shame, shame. Stop it. Just stop doing it. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. You know what I'm talking about. Do I have to lecture you again? I will. Claudine Gay asked me to do it specifically. Stop harassing the uh, the bison. Stop harassing the bison. The bison are being harassed. Cat Ellis with a piece over at the Adventure blog. Yellowstone tourist learns that trying to ride a bison isn't a good idea. Yeah, you know what? You've got a better shot at riding a wild boar. Like when that wild boar starts coming out of the woods and he, and they got those they got those fangy things and they're they're literally digging up roots in the ground. Yeah, go ride that. Go better yet, go ride that backwards. See how it works out for you, okay? Just sit on top of those those boar handles, okay? Um, the idiots at Yellowstone National Park are warned to give the animals plenty of space, but sometimes, most times, the advice goes in one ear and out the other. As one tourist recently demonstrated, ignoring official advice not to pet the fluffy cows. The man approached a particularly large... Now, TJ, I mean, honestly, man, this... This upsets me because everybody knows two facts about bread. Hate space, love bison. Okay? I, I want to be the buffalo king. I want to be the bison king. Okay? I'll put one of those hats, those hats on my head with the bison head, and I will lead them to victory. Okay? And I hate space. So they, they, gave, they gave advice to this particular person who ignored the official advice not to pet the fluffy cows. So the man, what did he do? He approached a particularly large bison and asked the bison if he could stroke his fur. Consent, Consent. yeah, for consent. Excited, 
He then asked whether he could ride it before being startled by the animal's bristling reaction. A video of the close call was shared this week via the infamous Instagram account called the Torons of Yellowstone, like morons, the Torons of Yellowstone, which highlights bad behavior at U.S. national parks, often involving wildlife. Other encounters have included a man tearing off his shirt and chasing bears, a woman burning herself, dabbling her fingers in a hot spring, and a person strolling barefoot, on Grand Prismatic. The particular encounter ended peacefully, but not everyone was so lucky. Bison are responsible for more injuries at Yellowstone National Park than any other animal, according to the National Park Service. And although they may seem calm at first, the mood change can happen in an instant. By the way, last summer, two people were injured um, by bison at U.S. National Parks within the space of a week. Bison injured 56 people and killed two at Yellowstone between 78 and 1992 and injured a further 24 people. Park visitors are advised to stay 25 yards away from bison at all times and remember that the safest place to view wildlife is from your car. Never approach a bison. Don't kiss a bison. Don't touch the bison. Leave the bison alone. Okay. You're not the first whack job that's trying to show some love to a buffalo. This has been going on for many years. I can assure you, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, um, whatever particular popular rock and roll band that went driving through Yellowstone at a given point. No doubt Leonard Skinner once upon a time had a run in with him. I mean, who knows? Give me three steps. Where do you think that comes from? Give me three steps. That's all he needs. But this idea of like 25, 25 feet, 25 yards, I, I'm staying 100 yards away because these things can close that gap very quick. And so um, please, please leave the bison uh, alone. George Soros' home got swatted over the weekend. This is not a cause for celebrity or a cause for celebration. Um, this is this is a dangerous process that is playing out. And um, as much as you may not like Soros, I don't like Soros. I don't like his politics. I don't like any of that stuff. The idea that you're going to phone in false alarms and um, and hope that you're going to own the libs by, you know, sending the cops in there with a SWAT team thinking someone's getting killed like that. That is that is very bad behavior, and that has got to stop. Now, I don't know how we can stop it. Um, I, I'm, I'm, in this new year, much more affectionate towards capital charges for a variety of things that may not rise to the level of a capital charge. You can go ahead and look what a capital charge is. You can figure out what that means. I don't have to explain that to you. But uh, swatting, I would put as a capital charge. Human, human, human slavery, I would put as a capital charge. Um, I, I think it should carry with it. A, a, a charge up to and including um, uh, a, a, an execution because you're essentially trying to get somebody shot in their house when, when you do swatting. And, and you're essentially trying to do the exact same thing um, when it comes to uh, smuggling human beings um, across the border into the United States of America. Uh, it, it's, it's not right at all. It's totally wrong. Coming up, coming up, we got something big for you. We got something huge. What happens when someone shows up at your door and attempts 
to buy back your guns. Some people did something. You'll find out about it straight ahead. 704-570-1110. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Did you know St. Jude has one of the largest pediatric sickle cell programs in the country? St. Jude freely shares the discoveries they make, and every child saved at St. Jude means doctors and scientists worldwide can use this knowledge to save thousands more children everywhere. Join me today in helping to fight sickle cell disease by becoming a partner in hope. Call now, 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Welcome to the new year. It is great to be with you. My name is Brett Winterbull, and uh, you can keep in touch with us. 704-570-1110. Now, I, I wanted to point something out about the Buffalo story I was telling you in that last hour. This is why you want to go with me to Ireland. This is why you would want to go with me to Italy or any of the places that we're going to go. Because, because, no Buffalo. There's no Buffaloes running around in Ireland. There's no Irish Buffaloes. That sounds like, you know what, that sounds like a euphemism. That sounds like a euphemism for something. Oh, here comes the old Irish Buffalo. What does that mean? I don't know. Perhaps you have have a thought on that. Anti-gun group is now facing an investigation over... Now, I know we have many great practitioners of the Second Amendment, respecters of the Second Amendment, but you just tell me how this plays out. Anti-gun group faces investigation over door-to-door firearms buyback drive. So it's like, ding-dong. Uh, yes. Do you have any guns you want to sell us? We want to buy some guns from you. Uh, New Mexico. It's always in New Mexico. It's always in New Mexico. A New Mexico sheriff announced an investigation into an anti-gun organization for potentially buying guns illegally during a so-called gun buyback program. The San Juan County Sheriff Shane Ferrari. Wow. What a name. Shane Ferrari. You could be in certain kinds of films with that name. I'm just saying is all. Announced the investigation. Now, this sentence makes me feel a little uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. Shane Ferrari announced the investigation into the New Mexicans to prevent gun violence group. What happened to the... Well, at any rate, the New Mexicans to prevent gun violence group about two weeks ago on what appeared to be a former campaign page for his candidacy for the sheriff's office, Shane Ferrari for sheriff. Ferrari, who made headlines earlier this year after he shot a dog during a traffic stop. Oh, I don't like Shane Ferrari now. 
posted the announcement on December the 17th. Before it comes out in the media and gets twisted one way or another, I want to inform you that I am investigating the San Juan County's citizens' complaints on the New Mexicans to prevent gun violence, gun buyback program, not complying with New Mexico state law 3077.1. Unlawful sale of a firearm without a background check. So these guys don't want the dangerous guns on the street. So they're knocking on your door and going... You got any firepower you want to part with? What do you want to sell us? You want to sell us an AK? You want to sell us an SKS? What do you want to sell us? Give me whatever you want. We're taking. We're taking all. No reasonable offer refused. Sell us your guns. It's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. He says, look, reviewing the law, I do not see where they are exempt from having to undergo background checks and are required like anyone else to do that. A sale is taking place. Gift cards, $100 and up. It is advertised as a purchase and it is called a gun buyback. Ferrari explained that the law allowed for so-called buyback programs run by law enforcement agencies, but New Mexicans to prevent gun violence did not appear affiliated or working with any such agencies. They're just ringing the doorbell and saying, sell us your gun. After an initial review, Ferrari concluded that it appeared the group had violated state gun laws and had perhaps not destroyed the weapons in accordance with with federal guidelines. So you're buying the guns, you're stockpiling the guns, so New Mexicans for gun buybacks, really, you're just basically buying guns without a background check, you scoundrels. I've reached out to New Mexicans to prevent gun violence with questions. They have referred me to the Attorney General Torres, both the San Juan County District Attorney's Office and the New Mexican Attorney General's Office are reviewing our investigation. I mean, this is, this is reckless and dangerous and awful. And if uh, a group of people who were not progressive liberal types went and tried to do this, um, they'd get in a lot of trouble. You get in a huge amount of trouble. You can't just go ringing doorbells and saying, you want to sell me a gun? Sell me a gun. Any offer. I got cash right here. No, you can't do that. There, there are rules here. And, and you know what? This, this is what tells you the most about these people. For whatever p- possible reason they're coming up with, they're thinking that they can go ring somebody's doorbell and say, sell me a gun. I mean, the, the first person that rings my doorbell and says, sell me a gun, I'm going to be reporting to law enforcement because to me it sounds like, it sounds like they're up to no good. What makes you think I want to sell you a gun? What makes you think I'm, I have a gun? What makes you think, I mean, you're just going to go knocking on doors? That's just, that's just wacko. The Epstein secrets are set to come out. Bill Clinton is apparently subject 36 in this regard. I don't know what the um, end state of this is going to be and how this is all going to work out. But the reality is, this is a, a, a huge event that is going to, you know, wrap up a lot of people uh, into this. And look, I, I, I don't know what people were thinking when it came to spending time with uh, Jeff, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. But the fact of the matter is there is a massive investigation that is happening and it's being run by a judge. And boy, is it interesting to see, you know, Jack Smith, 
uh, Tanya Chutkin, all these people who are trying to do these investigations into Donald Trump. And, and you know, they're, they're given carte blanche. People aren't even really paying very close attention to the former assistant quietly waiting for the other shoe to drop as the court documents are exposing more than 170 people with ties to the pedophile sex trafficking ring that's coming out today. It could be happening as we speak. Sarah Kellen, 44, who allegedly scheduled the massages in which Epstein sexually abused his victims, is waiting to see if her name will be a part of the bombshell document dump, but could use her mountain of insider secrets to weasel her way out of trouble, according to a report. Kellen has reportedly held her cards close to her chest over the last few years in anticipation of such an unveiling that could identify her as an integral partner of the perverted operation. Keep an eye on this. This is going to be a big story. By the way, she had a front row seat to the debauchery when she what she knows could shock the world. A close source to Kellen and her husband, former NASCAR driver Brian Vickers, told the messenger. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It is the Brett Witterbull Show. Good to be with you. So you saw the Israelis took out one of the uh, leaders out on the West Bank uh, who is uh, operating under the auspices of Hamas. You you see, I I think we need to reorient ourselves when we think about the dangers that we're facing. And we are facing some very serious dangers. Uh, Just last week, and this this went a little bit uh, uh, under the radar. Last week, uh, Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula uh, put out a video that vowed to target the city of New York. It, it looks to me to be uh, probably a subway uh, targeting uh, of, uh, in the city of New York. Uh, Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula basically went defunct in 2013-2014 when Anwar al-Awlaki was, was taken out by a drone strike. Uh, but these organizations continue to metastasize and they continue to um, desire to attack. Over the last 24 hours, the reports came in that the uh, the Houthis are, are, are reengaging uh, shipping in the Red Sea and the Iranians are sending one of their warships uh, up through uh, the transit of, of, of the Red Sea as well. We are seeing this happen in real time as uh, our assets in the Mediterranean are are moving uh, back out uh, into a more general patrol area. Um, and this is going to cause a, a, a major uh, crisis all the way around. The Iranians are undeterred by any diplomacy, any threats, any of that sort of stuff coming from this administration. This administration just doesn't scare the bad guys. They just don't feel frightened. They don't feel like this administration is, is ready for prime time. And, and yet, while all of this is happening, while all of this is happening... We continue to see this administration uh, monkeying around with uh, certain things that they really don't need to be monkeying around with. And let me give you an example of this, okay? Um, Let me give you uh, the example of the border. This is cut number nine. This is Chad Wolf, who's the former acting DHS boss uh, under Donald Trump. And here comes Chad Wolf breaking down the number of illegal immigrants that have come across the border just in December, cut nine. 
such overwhelming numbers along that border, over 300,000 in the month of December. That is such an astronomically high number that it overwhelms the Border Patrol. And so the smugglers and the cartels, they know this. They're coaching individuals how to get across uh, that border, how to alter passports if they need to so that they can be released into the country. Uh, so there's a number of things that are going on along that border that are very concerning from both a public safety and a national security concern. And again, just to go back to that number, 300,000, that is unprecedented. During the Trump administration, if we had 60 or 70,000 come across that border, we, you know, we, we were very, very concerned. They're at over 300,000. The system is broken. The Biden administration has broken this. They've had three years to fix it. But unfortunately, every year gets worse. 21 was a historic year. 22 beat 21. And now 23 is beating 22. And so it just continues to, to compound on itself. And we're going in the wrong direction. We're not, things are not getting better along that border things are getting worse so let's think about what what he just said right so 300,000 people in one month 300,000 people in the span of a month what what does that look like what does 300,000 people look like coming into the United States of America well I'll give you uh, I'll give you some examples city-wise, right? You you all have been to a variety of places. So these are the cities that have about 300,000, give or take, um, it, it, in the country. Tampa, Florida, Toledo, Ohio, Anaheim, California, Cincinnati, Ohio, Arlington, Texas, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Wichita, Kansas, St. Louis, Missouri, Colorado Springs, Miami, Honolulu, Santa Ana, California, Minneapolis, Omaha, Tulsa. Those are those are roughly in the 300,000 range. So imagine the population of Cincinnati coming across the border in one month, one month. Now. We were told by this administration that they were going to be competent. They weren't going to be fanatics. They weren't going to be wackos. They weren't going to be any of that sort of stuff. And, and I came across this, uh, this commentary from, a, from a, a, a female voter who had something to say, and I thought it was a pretty interesting cut. This is cut number 98. Go. Remember when Trump was in office and the Democrats stated that Trump is going to start World War III? Well, Biden's doing that. And then they went on to say Trump will be the laughing stock of the world. Biden's doing that. They pressed on to say Trump wasn't mentally fit. Trump had a psychological evaluation and passed with flying colors. Biden didn't do that. They said Trump would ruin our retirement and send inflation through the roof. Biden is doing that. They also said we wouldn't be able to afford gas or groceries when Trump was in office. Biden is doing that. Now we're all suffering because they lied. I'm going to say it <clears throat> over and over again. This isn't the last time I'm going to say it. Trump 2024. And so... The perception out there, because you see this administration losing support by by people who are uh, uh, coming out. And as I just told you, African-Americans are not happy about the Biden administration. Hispanic-Americans are not happy about the Biden administration. Uh, younger people are feeling dissuaded uh, as well. 
And it's because of policy prescriptions and policy uh, uh, challenges that, that, that are out there. Give me cut number um, cut number seven, TJ. Cut number seven. Uh, Phil Flynn talking about these new green mandates that are being forced and foisted upon you and your family. Cut seven. And the government is historically horrible when they try to dictate how things should be made, whether it be refrigerators or, or ice cream makers or cars. It's always a disaster. You know, and when we talk about, you know, forcing people into more efficient um, you know, refrigerators and furnaces, what that means, it's going to make the cost of housing that's already through the roof more expensive. People aren't going to be able to afford these things. So they're going to either have less efficiency or they're going to go without. You know, take a look at the electric car situation. They're trying to force everybody to buy electric cars, but they don't think of the long-term impact on the environment. A lot of these electric cars are ending up in, uh, you know, junk heaps uh, with uh, toxic batteries that have no way to be recycled. So I don't think they think these things through and they're just going to mandate them for you whether you want them or not whether you like them or not whether you want uh, any of this stuff uh to happen it, it 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 is striking show me the great wins show me the great wins of of the economic policies that are uh under consideration right now you're you're looking at what's likely to be more of the same and unless you're willing to to consider a, a different approach. And there are people who are stubborn and want to continue this approach an open border instability in the Middle East and doubts about whether or not you're going to be able to afford uh, the, the, the hot water heater in your house or, or your electric car for $90,000. <laughs> News Talk, 1110-993-WBT. It's the Brett Waterbull Show. Good to be with you. Uh, so you've got a debate coming up, I guess, theoretically. I guess, theoretically, we have a debate coming up here in Iowa. Trump, Haley, and DeSantis have qualified for the CNN-Iowa debate. Did you know this? Former President Donald Trump, former Governor Nikki Haley, and former Governor, oh no, Florida Governor, Ron DeSantis have all qualified for CNN's January 10th Republican primary debate in Iowa. The network announced on Tuesday the debate is a final opportunity for candidates to make an impression in front of a national audience. Haley and DeSantis have said they will participate in the debate, which will take place at 9 p.m. On Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Did you know St. Jude has one of the largest pediatric sickle cell programs in the country? St. Jude freely shares the discoveries they make, and every child saved at St. Jude means doctors and scientists worldwide can use this knowledge to save thousands more children everywhere. Join me today in helping to fight sickle cell disease by becoming a partner in hope. Call now, 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. January the 10th at Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa. 
just five days before the Iowa caucuses kick off the nominating race, uh, will be a one-on-one clash between two candidates vying to emerge as the party's lone, clear alternative to the former president. DeSantis' path to the GOP nomination likely depends on a strong showing in Iowa's January 15th caucuses. Haley, meanwhile, has climbed in the polls in New Hampshire, where a strong performance in the January 23rd primary there could also prove as a springboard uh, of her home state's uh, February 24th primary. Trump, who holds a commanding lead over the rest of the field and has skipped the first four GOP debates, will participate in a Fox News town hall in Iowa on January the 10th. So, that, I mean, that's not a debate. It's a availability. He's going to answer questions. I, I don't know who's going to. Probably Sean Hannity will ans- ask him this, the questions. Um, so he's going to he's going to a- answer those those questions, and he's going to not debate anybody else. I, I do keep wondering. It, it, this is something that I find endlessly fascinating. I do keep wondering if we are going to see a Republican and Democrat debate uh, when you get into the general. I don't think we will. I don't think I think the, pre, the current president will refuse to debate the former president uh, because and, and he'll use the uh, insurrection argument as as his as his reason. Now, here's the question. If Joe Biden faces off against Donald Trump for the presidency and Donald Trump wins, will Joe Biden prevent him from ascending to the presidency uh, to the seat. Will will Joe Biden and his team use some sort of uh, thing to prevent Donald Trump from becoming the president of the United States, if even if he is elected to that position? Now, th- these are questions that I think really have to be addressed. Um, it would be interesting to ask the current president that question, but he's not taking any questions. He doesn't take any questions from the from the press when they ask him questions his answers are my favorite ice cream is chocolate chip uh i'm 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 you know i'm i'm proud of bidenomics all that sort of stuff he has not done a sit down interview uh in, in a very long period of time and you would expect that you would get to hear from him um i don't think he will debate trump i, I think he will refuse to show up on the stage uh with, with trump i think this is a uh a very serious uh, problem all the way around. Hey, in food safety news, in food safety news, ground beef recalled for E. coli 0157H7. Valley Meats. Valley Meats. LLC in Coal Valley, Illinois, has recalled 6,768 pounds of raw ground beef products that may be contaminated with E. coli. Anyone who has eaten any of the implicated products and developed symptoms of E. coli infection should seek medical attention and tell their doctor about their possible food poisoning. The specific tests are required to diagnose the infections which can mimic other illnesses. What are they? About what you would expect. Severe stomach cramps, diarrhea, bloody stool. Yeah. Some patients may also have a fever. Most patients recover in five to seven days. 
Others can develop severe or life-threatening symptoms, complications, etc. 5 to 10% of those diagnosed with E. coli infections develop a potentially life-threatening kidney failure known as hemolytic uremic syndrome. It's very serious stuff. So uh, uh, if, if, you, if you feel like you have uh, possibly purchased or consumed Valley Meats LLC in Coal, in Coal Valley, Illinois, um, recalling approximately 6,768 pounds of raw ground beef products that may be contaminated with E. coli. You want to uh, certainly reach out to the appropriate authorities because we don't want to see you get sick. And it sounds like it's a really horrible sick that you get with the uh, bloody and the, the, the stuff uh, that's going on there. That's, uh, that's not... Um, I tell you, that's it's why I, I I'm 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 rethinking my, my protein sourcing. I'm rethinking protein sourcing. Now, I don't really have an answer for it yet, but I am rethinking it. I feel like by just putting thoughts into it, something will come come about. I'm not eating bugs. I'm not I'm not eating bugs. Bugs are not on my diet. I am allergic to bugs. I'm not eating that ain't no. Hey, can you slow smoke like some roaches or something? Okay. My understanding, and I'm not, I'm not fluent in all of this. My understanding is, by the time you've got roaches, you're really not able to smoke anymore. That's well, okay. my understanding well, was that from from the days of college. I I I never dabbled. I never dabbled with the wacky weed because I didn't want to think I was able to fly and jump off the roof. News Talk, 1110-993-WBT. It is the Brett Witterbull Show. Let's go into the world of science for a quick moment here. I'm a little freaked out by this. not going to lie to you. TJ's not as freaked out about it, but I'm pretty freaked out about it. Asteroid could hit Earth with force of 2.6 billion tons of TNT this year. Because it's TNT. It's dynamite. Scientists discovered the asteroid 20 years ago, but its mysterious flight path made it lost for decades. An asteroid lost to scientists over a decade ago is now back. That's right. Guess who's back? Back again. And while the chances are slim, shady, it could strike Earth with the force of 2.6 billion tons of TNT this year. NASA said in a statement to MSN, that asteroid FT3, first discovered, then lost in 2007, has a 1 in 10 million chance of colliding with the Earth on October 5th. 1 in 10 million chance of colliding with Earth on October the 5th. The force of such a collision would not be planet-ending. How do they know? How do they, how do they assert that? 2.6 billion tons of TNT would be planet messing for sure. We'd have a problem. We'd have a divot. Earth is a bad mamma jamma. It is a bad mamma jamma. Um, <laughs> the force of such a collision wouldn't be planet ending, but it could significantly damage a continent. Which one? Which one? I mean, I just, I want, which one am I? I mean, I want to know which one it's going to be. I mean, you know, can we, Antarctica? Oh gosh, that's not even that's 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 an ice cap. 
That's a, that's like a, a a lower a lower hat. Scientists say we'll likely escape just fine. But you know, it's it's a scary reality. The real threat to Earth, by the way, is asteroid 29075. That asteroid would hit the planet with the force of 75 billion tons of TNT. And yes, experts say that's enough to end humanity. How do they know? The asteroid, by the way, has a 1 in 34,500 chance of hitting the Earth. When? You ready for this? You ready for this? March the 16th, 2880. Don't make plans. March the 16th, 2880. Don't make plans. See, this is the problem, okay? We have tinkerers that are not tinkering with the right stuff. We should be blowing this stuff. Did you ever play Missile Command? We should be blowing this junk right back to where it came from. Uh, I'm, I'm not kidding about this. We should have some kind of phaser or something that is like a canopy over the Earth. Here's what we should do. Launch more satellites. The thing is going to just pong right off of it. If we have an entire bunch of space junk protecting our skies, then it might just kind of might be a near miss, a collision, something like that. But we, we have all this other stupid stuff that we're working on. Let's be honest here, okay? What just happened in Japan yesterday? Did you see what happened in Japan? Earthquake. Nobody can stop an earthquake. Why can nobody stop an earthquake? You can't do it. Why? It's naturally occurring. It's going to happen. Same deal. Volcanoes. Can't put them out. You can't put out a volcano. You can't stop an earthquake. You, uh, really, you, you can't do much about it. We're at the whim of Mother Nature, okay? But what I'm telling you is we need to worry about planetary hygiene, the stuff that's coming flying into our, to, to, to our, our territories. You know, we ought to be able to have an ability to just shoot the thing down, blow it up, whatever it's got to be, and let the, rain, uh, let, the, let the rocks just rain into the ocean. I mean, that's, that's, all, that's all we need. Don't tell me we can't make a weapon that's that strong. I'm sure we could. I'm sure we could. This is the purpose of science. The purpose of science is to alter the universe for the better. Ah, Green New Deals, that's, that's, that, 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 that's, that's not serious. I'm talking about being able to actually aggressively defend our border space uh, here, here over the United States and here over the world, right? Because we don't want to see any place get, get, get wrecked. You know why? We're going to have to pay for it. No matter what, no matter where it gets wrecked, how it gets wrecked, the American taxpayer is going to be on the hook. You know that and I know that, and we've got to stop that. We've got to stop that. We've got to be able to get on top of these things and uh, be, be much more aggressive. Now, on the other side of the science, because I do like the science, so the science stories are important, anti-aging discovery may pave the way for treatments for longer life. So... We age. Our cells are like tiny molecular factories working to carry out all the essential processes the bodies need to survive. However, like factories, the machinery in our cells gets worn out over time, which causes us to age. Our cellular machinery 
is split into different substations called organelles. And when it comes to aging, two organelles are particularly important. The mitochondria and the energy-producing powerhouses of the cell and the lysomes. The cell's internal garbage disposal station. That's what we need. We need to, to, to perfect this sort of stuff so we don't have to worry about aging. I don't need to get up to get a, uh, to get a tub of butter and some bread and a spoon and then suddenly blow out a hammy on the way to the cabinet. I don't need that. I need to be lithe. I need to be limber. I need to be resilient. Get me a cream. Get me a cream I can put on my body that's going to make me that. That's what I need. But in the meantime, I'm going to be worrying about March 16th, 2880. You know why? Because I'm TNT. News Talk 1110 993 WBT. No, I'm I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Did you know St. Jude has one of the largest pediatric sickle cell programs in the country? St. Jude freely shares the discoveries they make, and every child saved at St. Jude means doctors and scientists worldwide can use this knowledge to save thousands more children everywhere. Join me today in helping to fight sickle cell disease by becoming a partner in hope. Call now, 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. News Talk 1110-993 WBT. It is the Brett Witterville Show. Hour number three now underway. Great to be with you. Harvard President Claudine Gay has resigned her position as the president of Harvard. A couple of different contributing factors. One, a disastrous appearance in front of the uh, uh, Congress uh, when it came to uh, trying to explain whether or not Hamas should have a right to attack the Israelis. And number two... Because this thing is called plagiarism, and it's not allowed. Plagiarism is not good. Uh, it is intellectual theft, and there is a uh, sacred uh, there is a sacred belief that you do not commit plagiarism when you are doing material that is supposed to be original research. Now I know it's hard to understand this. Everybody wants to get on their uh, uh, chat GP, GPT, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Harvard President Claudine Gay has now been hit with. Six new charges of plagiarism. She then came out and said, that's it. No good. I'm out. See you later. Harvard University 
uh, president, Claudine Gay, was hit with six additional allegations of plagiarism on Monday in a complaint filed with the university breathing fresh life into a scandal that had her embroiled uh, for her nascent presidency, pushing the total number of allegations of plagiarism to 50. 50. How many times have you been accused of plagiarism? Has it been 50? That's a big deal. Seven of Gay's 17 published works have already been impacted by the scandal. But the new charges, which have not been previously reported, extended into an eighth, a 2001 article. Gay lifts nearly half a page of material verbatim from another scholar named David Cannon, a political science professor at the University of Wisconsin. The article, quote, the effect of minority districts and minority representation on political participation in California includes some of the most extreme and clear-cut cases of plagiarism yet. At one point, Gay borrows four sentences from Cannon's 1999 book, Race Redistricting and Representation, The Unintended Consequences of Black Majority Districts, without quotation marks and with only minor semantic tweaks. She does not cite Cannon anywhere in or near the passage, though he does appear in the bibliography. Beyond that, Gay's first two footnotes were copied verbatim from Cannon's endnotes. You can't do that. You can't do that. Cannon like several of the scholars that Gay has quoted, without attribution, insisted that she had done nothing wrong. I am not at all concerned about the passages, Cannon told the Washington Free Beacon. This isn't even close to an example of academic plagiarism. Though Harvard's governing board, the Harvard Corporation, said in mid-December it reviewed Gay's published ouvrier, and found several cases of, quote, inadequate citation. It did not identify any of the examples described in the new complaint, which was submitted to the school's research integrity officer, Stacy Springs, and obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. Well, she's no longer a problem because she is now quit. She is done. She has resigned. She is not the president of Harvard University any longer. So, one wonders, where will she show up next? MSNBC contributor? CNN contributor? CNN questioner for the presidential debate of the Republicans? Gay's most outspoken defenders have been her faculty colleagues. Randall Kennedy, Harvard Law professor, told the New York Times that the plagiarism charges were ginned up by professional, by professional troublemakers. I mean, really, that's your defense? That's, 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 that's your defense? Really? No, no. It's, it's academically ineligible to remain as the president when you've been lifting so much content. Plus, we have to go and look at the other stuff that she's written since then, right? Don't you have to take a look and see what else she's cribbed this entire time? It's not good. It's not proper. We're told that Harvard is the, the glittering jewel of genius. All the smartest people in the world respect Harvard. I feel like Harvard's been devalued. 
Not going to lie to you. I feel like the, uh, the, the, the gleam off of the, uh, the gold that is the Harvard standard uh, seems to really not be worth it anymore. And you know what? The proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding because what do you have? You have a bunch of people who are now saying, eh, I don't want to go to Harvard. Harvard's not for me. Harvard's not for me. I'm not going to Harvard. It's, it's, a, it's a cut below. It's not a cut above. I mean, this is crazy stuff. You know, this is this is just straight up nuts. If somebody copied your work, whatever it is, and then claimed it as their own, you'd be mad. Depending on whatever trade you were in, whatever business that you were in, if you wrote a computer program and suddenly there's a knockoff that just shows up on the market that's identical to what you created, you'd be angry. If you painted a picture, maybe with some with some blow paint, like Hunter Biden does. Uh, and then you suddenly realize, wait a minute, Hunter Biden's been stealing my paintings. This is no good at all. You'd be mad. You would want you'd want uh, satisfaction. Well, as long as the academic folks behave the way they're behaving there at Harvard or Penn or any other place. Well, the reality is the people who did the original hard work can't get no satisfaction. Especially when you're out there driving in your car. Something comes on the radio. It's a guy telling you more and more about some useless information designed to cloud your imagination. You can't get no. No, no, no. News Talk 1110-993 WBT. It is the Brett Whittable Show. Oh, we got big news moving. We've got big, huge news moving for real, for real. Uh, Bob Menendez. Bob Menendez has got himself a an additional difficulty as we look at the picture that is uh, playing out here. As you know, you know he was accused of uh, favorable deals with uh, Egypt. Uh, Sen- uh, Democrat Senator Bob Menendez has now been accused of accepting bribes to benefit Cutter. Cutter, in a superseding federal indictment, the New Jersey senator... Everybody should presume him to be innocent, by the way, um, was previously charged with allegedly acting as a foreign agent and accepting bribes to benefit Egypt. But now Senator Robert Menendez, Democrat of New Jersey, is facing additional bribery accusations, according to a superseding indictment unsealed today. Menendez is now accused of accepting bribes in exchange for helping to benefit Cutter, the Department of Justice said. He is already facing federal charges for alleged acting as a foreign agent and accepting hundreds of thousands of dollars of bribes to benefit the Egyptian government through his power and influence as a senator. So this uh, this story continues to develop. And, you know, the question then becomes, OK, so what what happens now? What happens, right? Does he does he continue in his seat? Well, he will. I mean, he's got no reason to step down. He's already said that he is. Um, he's already said that he's he's going to run for re-election. And in New Jersey, uh, as I've said in the past, it's the one state where they don't bury the politicians; they screw them into the ground because many of them are crooked. And and that's you know that's just a historical factoid for you to to consider. But 
here's the question. Who else was he acting for? Who else was he acting for? Are we going to get to a place where we find out that he's got some sort of maybe a connection to Iran? I mean, people seem to really play footsie with the Iranian regime. Uh, we, we, we gave him $6 billion in relief just before you had the, uh, the attack on October the 7th. So here's how, um, here's how the story plays out. Let me, let me give you more details on this because this is a developing story that has just moved in the last uh, 10 minutes or so. New York, U.S. Senator Bob Menendez introduced a member of the Qatari royal family and principal in a company with ties to the government of Qatar to a New Jersey businessman before the company invested millions of dollars in the businessman's real estate project, a rewritten indictment alleged today. This latest version of the indictment against the Democrat in Manhattan federal court did not identify the member of the Qatari royal family, but... It said that the individual was a principal of the Qatari investment company. The indictment said the Qatari investor then considered and negotiated a multi-million dollar investment deal in the real estate project planned by Fred Davies, one of three businessmen who are charged in the indictment, along with the senator and his wife. All of them have pleaded not guilty. No new charges were added to the latest version of the indictment that already charged Menendez in a bribery conspiracy that allegedly enriched the senator and his wife with cash, gold bars, and a luxury car. The allegations involving Cutter occurred from 2021 through 2023. So this is all in, like, real time. According to the indictment, Menendez accepted cash and gold bars in exchange for seeking to induce the Qatari investment company to invest with Davies, including by taking actions favorable to the government of Qatar. The indictment said that while the Qatari investment company was considering its investment in the real estate development owned by Davies, Menendez made multiple public statements supporting the government of Qatar and then provided them to Davies so he could share them with the Qatari investor and Qatari government official. So this is what we know so far. Uh, This is what we're looking at um, at at this stage of the game. And again, I expect we will get more uh, details on this as as the overnight, uh, you know, begins to move here. But this uh, is a big deal. It's a very, very big deal Uh, all the way around. This is a sitting senator who is the chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but it feels to me like He's taken the notion of foreign relations a little far. I mean, it's one thing to have good relations with people. It's something different entirely to have foreign relations with with some of the people as well. Um, Anybody out there right now, if you'd like to call in and acknowledge that uh, that the gold bars thing is a little shady. we'll, We'll we'll take one call on that. Stan, welcome to the program. Happy New Year, Stan. How are you? I'm doing great. I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Um, so what, everything that we're seeing that Bob Menendez has done, um, although be it wrong, the Biden administration, the Biden family has been doing this on steroids for years. Mm-hmm. So we're worried about what, uh, how, how a New Jersey senator may be compromised right. in terms of foreign relations, but not the president to that extent. Mm-hmm. So with the Justice Department, 
is investigating this. Yes. But they seem to be running from the Bidens. Uh, well, they are. They're afraid because he's the president and he's sort of the boss of the operation. So they have to tread very, yeah, even, very carefully. But, but even before he was the president. Oh, he, sure. This is not. Yeah. So. So, so, so has, who has Bob Menendez ticked off that Joe Biden has? <laughs> that's, the, that's the big question. That's the big question right there. You got that exactly right. So now suddenly they're going to go after him. Well, sometimes, you know, you, t- you, 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 throw, you throw somebody to the wolves so that you look like you're cleaning house. You know, I mean, that's. Well, oh, oh, OK. So this is just a throw us off track. Just to get could be. something is the real thing. Yeah, yeah it could be. It, it, it absolutely could be. Look, we're taking out a guy that is convenient for us to take out. Or, better yet, they believe he can beat the rap and will retain the seat. That's that possibility, too, Stan. Hey, Stan, by the way, I, I wanted to say something. I'm glad you called because I know you're a huge car uh, a, a racing fan. Man, Cale Yarbrough passed away at 84. That guy was a legend and a giant, man. And, and, um, and, and I'm very sorry to see him go, but he did have a life that was very w- w- well worth lived. Right. Yeah. Oh, and I had something I wanted to ask you too. Um, I thought there for a minute that the uh, Pistons were going to take out your Celtics. Uh, ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen they there. The, no they, worries. They took them to over. They took them to overtime. They did. They did. But don't you worry. We got a lot of time to play. It's only January the second. I get nervous in April. I get nervous. That's when I start getting nervous is in April, <laughs> because you still got four months of playoff. All right, buddy. I appreciate you being out there. Thanks, Dad. You got it. I mean, that's Stan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. When St. Jude opened in 1962, childhood cancer was considered incurable. Since then, St. Jude has helped push the overall survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. St. Jude won't stop until no child dies from cancer. Join me today in supporting St. Jude by calling 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898 to become a partner in hope. Your gift to St. Jude could last a lifetime. News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. It is the Brett Witterbull Show, 704-570-1110. Good to be with you today. I'm really pleased to be with you. Um, Ex-CIA analyst says intel agencies to be politically active in the 2024 election coming up. This is going to be a problem, folks, and I don't know how we can fix this problem, but Let's let's do a dive into this. Uh, this guy is Dr. John Gentry. He was a CIA analyst for 12 years. And you kind of get where we're going here, right? A Georgetown University professor who spent 12 years as a CIA intelligence analyst is warning that DEI efforts and the overall politicization of the intelligence community have become significant problems for what he says 
he is confident that these agencies will attempt to interfere with the 2024 election, similar to what they did in 2020. And let's be honest, probably probably similar to what happened in 2016 as well. My guess is that the proverbial deep state within the intelligence community will reemerge because presumably a Republican candidate will again be seen as a threat to the internal policies that many intelligence people like. Dr. John Gentry, author of the new book, Neutering the CIA, Why U.S. Intelligence versus Trump has long-term consequences. Within days of the bombshell New York Post story that detailed the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop in the lead-up to the 2020 election, 51 former intelligence officials signed on to a letter in an attempt to discredit the laptop, saying it has all the classic earmarks of a Russian disinformation operation. The CIA approved the publication of the infamous Hunter Biden laptop letter, according to documents obtained by Fox News back in 2020. Gentry told Fox News Digital that downplaying the Hunter Biden laptop was clearly political and that a highly placed source told him in no uncertain terms it was done explicitly with the intent to help the Biden campaign because they didn't want to see Trump get reelected. Gentry uh, pointed to a recent article from Mark uh, Polymeropoulos, a CIA official who retired in 2019 and was co-lead of the Hunter Biden laptop open letter and former FBI Asha Rangappa that warned of the dangers of Trump's rhetoric on the campaign trail. Asha, Rangam- Ga- Asha Rangappa once worked at the FBI and was openly anti-Trump. Though as a relatively junior former, she attracted less attention than many others. I think it's worth closely monitoring that these people, many have been compromised in their credibility with their actions um, attached to the 51 signature letter. So there's a, a genuine fear and a concern from a guy who's been on the inside who thinks that you're going to see the intelligence community uh, do something to try to derail whatever particular Republican gets the nomination, but most specifically uh, Donald Trump. Um, How does this make you feel? Because I'm sure many, many of you feel like um, this is a place where the CIA should be doing the hard work of trying to keep an eye on the bad guys out there around the world and that American elections ought to be able to proceed in the way that they proceed. Like, why, why exactly would the CIA want to get involved in this stuff? And what do they mean in, in terms of how is it, how is it that you, you keep them clean? You keep these elections clean. Do you want the CIA to approve your, your president? Do you want the CIA to stop a potential president? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is a very serious matter all the way around. And, and, you know, you're, you're in this place now where um, these elections, I mean, look, people had questions in 2020. And a lot of those people who had questions in 2020 um, have still not been satisfied. They just stopped talking about it with people that they felt like, you know, didn't want to actually have a conversation. But when, when you look at this stuff... When you look at, hey, the CIA might be interested in putting a thumb on the scale 
Well, we've seen the CIA put thumbs on the scale through history. What does that manifest as? How does that look? What is what is that? What does that appear to be uh, if they decide to to actually intervene? What which direction does that go? And how does that go? You know, it's it's um, it's. I think it's something that it would behoove the CIA to come out and, and aggressively say, we are not in the business of trying to put a thumb on the scale. And you wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it. But my gosh, you should at least have the commentary out there that says, we think that um, this is not the way to go. Elsewhere, a judge has dismissed three civil counts against Trump and others over the death of January 6th officer Brian Sicknick. D.C. Medical Examiner's Office found that Brian Sicknick died of natural causes. A federal judge on Tuesday dismissed most of the civil counts against former President Donald Trump and two others in connection with the death of Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick during the riots on January the 6th, 2021. In a 12-page ruling, Judge Amit Mehta dismissed three of the five civil counts in a lawsuit filed last January by Sandra Garza, Sicknick's girlfriend. Garza's lawsuit against Trump and the January 6th rioters, including Julian Cater and George Tanios, sought damages from all three men for claims of wrongful death, conspiracy, and uh, conspiracy to violate civil rights, negligence per se, and D.C.'s anti-riot law. Whoa, they've got a D.C. anti-riot law? How come they never used that in 2020? What's that all about? Um, They note in this uh, ruling, though, Meta dismissed the wrongful death act count and both negligence per se allegations. The 42 year old officer who joined the Capitol police in July of 2008 responded to the chaotic scene and was pepper sprayed by Cater and Tanios. He was rushed to the hospital, but died the next evening from two thrombolic strokes. According to the ruling, The D.C. Medical Examiner's Office found that Sicknick died of natural causes from a series of strokes that all transpired on January 6th and played a role in his condition. The Federal Appeals Court last month rejected the former president's efforts to dismiss civil claims and seeking uh, to uh, hold him to accountable for the riot on the basis of presidential immunity. So this case continues in some measure. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, Brett Waterville Show, 704-570-1110. Good to be here with you. Let's talk to Dave. Hello, Dave. Welcome to the program. What's up, Brett? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, so you're talking, early, you know, before the break about, you know, the CIA maybe doing some sort of shenanigans. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, and I don't know if that list has been released yet for the Epstein you know, and, you know, there was hints that Trump's on it, but I think really all the media needs to do is to harp on that. He's already guilty, you know, with the cases that the the, the litigation that he's involved with currently. You know, he's, you know, I mean, they they've made him out to be guilty already. So I think any association with the Epstein. Yeah, they will probably look. They they're, they're going to come at them with like all the guns blazing. Oh, uh, it, everything's everything blazing. So I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if the CIA did something else. But <laughs> well, I don't know. That might be that might be the death nail. So well, look. look I, here here's the thing. If if they just 
if they decided that they weren't going to charge him with all these felonies, right, and they just let him campaign, they might have a shot at defeating him. But they for sure, they went and threw a lot of gasoline on a fire that is now a roaring fire, and people are purposely saying, basically, hey, I, I wasn't going to vote for him, but I am now because I want to stick it to the man. And the, the, this, yeah. is, this is what the elites don't understand, that when you get in this position and you've got an opportunity to try to take somebody out, um, you have to be really smart about it because they've been trying to take him out since 2015, 2016, and the guy... The guy's able to continue to weather these storms, man, and and I think that they're going to really regret. You know, they're going to regret this for sure. Uh, he does seem bulletproof for sure. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so we'll see what happens. I mean, it, you know, it, you know, what 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 would swing it though? You know, what one, two, three, four million is that possible? You know, yeah, hard to know. Luke? Hard to know. Yeah, hard that, to know. that kind of scandal out yeah. there. I don't know. Anyway, great stuff, Dave. Appreciate you being out there, buddy. Thanks so much, man. Bye bye. Yep, you're good. He's, it's an important point. Right, it's a it's an important uh, uh, point. All right, this is a story. This is a story. Oh gosh. Okay, this is in the Atlantic. When the weather turns frigid, there's only one thing to do: make a pot of chicken noodle soup. On the first cold afternoon in early December, I simmered a whole rotisserie chicken with fennel, dill, and orzo and ladled it into bowls for a cozy family meal. Just as I thought we'd reached peak higi, my five-month-old son suddenly grabbed my steaming bowl and tipped the soup all over himself with screams and a frenzied taxi ride to the pediatric emergency room Ah, my husband and I waited at the ER with our pantsless crying child racked with guilt. But when we told the doctors and nurses what happened, they seemed unperturbed. They bandaged my son's blistering skin. They explained that children get burned by soup, especially noodle soup, all the time. Welcome to parenthood, the nurse said as we boarded an ambulance to take him to a burn unit. So apparently there's this like epidemic of pediatric soup burns. Oh, you know, you got to be careful with the kids. I mean, it's, it's, you know, that little, I mean, you don't need it to be like boiling hot stuff, but that, that's, that's the issue though, man. I mean, it's, what are you going to do? Oh. There's just hot soup is just so, but it's a five month old son. Like that's a baby, baby. Like that is uh, no more soup. I'm banning it. I don't want it in my house. I don't want it in my house, TJ. It's easier to ban five month olds. Well, I don't have any five month olds, but now I'm, now I'm afraid of getting burned by soup. You know, ramen will stick to you. True. The ramen will it'll stick right to you and get all like twisted up on you. I mean, that's the beauty of it. I think I think out of all the soups, like the soup that is most, and I have to choose my words wisely here. The soup that is most reminiscent to me of napalm. Oh, okay. Okay. 
very hot clam chowder. Oh. That, yeah, that's painful. Yeah. Or cream of potato soup. Ooh. Potato, the potato soup, the cream of potato soup. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you get that on you. Yeah. And that, that, it's that's, sticking. That's, that's hurting. Yeah. That's hurting. You know, broth, brothy soups, like say, let me give you an example. New England clam chowder is napalm. Okay. However, New York chowder, which is a red sauce, is a lot easier to deal with. Because it's, it's thinner? That, yes. Okay. That napalm, that, that napalm soup that will hurt you. It, like, sticks to you. It'll stick to you. Right. Where it, the others stick, will the just The other ones just kind right of run, run through, run off yeah. of you. Run off of you. That's why, I mean, if you ever see me, if you ever are at a place and you see me in a restaurant knocking back like a bowl of soup, you got to understand something here, okay? You might see me in a particular outfit, but I've got spandex protection. Whoa. Really, really from, really from my cheek and jowls all the way down to my goods. Oh, and from your cheek and jowls to your cheek and jowls. <laughs> no, no, my goods, oh. my ankles. I, I, I got, gotcha. you know, I, I, I wear the I wear the running tights to eat the soups. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, because you Okay, need not the... running tights. Oh. Scuba suit. Oh, well, because of the warmth. Yeah, that makes sense. You, you drop, you drop a, a hot clam chowder on you, man. Not it'll a problem. Cha- it'll change your life. I mean, you want to make preparations. By the way, while I'm at this, real quick, I am going to grab your call, Robert, here one second. While I'm at this, I have delved into the hot and spicy soups that they're selling now at oh. the supermarket. Okay. And I had one a couple of weeks ago, too hot for me. Really? And I could normally, I can, I can ride the devil, too hot for me. Wow. A little too spicy. All right. It was, it was a chunky, super spicy, super spice with extra spice or something like that. I'll take two. That's it. Good on a cold day. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. And very little napalm possibility. Well, it's not napalming. Uh, Robert, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Robert? Hey, Brett. Hey. Oh, I, can make a, I can make a great meal out of um, some uh, New England clam chowder and some oysters Rockefeller. That's, that's enough for me. Yes! Um, yes! <laughs> uh, I just have a quick question. Uh, I, I, know we're, I know we're up against it here. No, go ahead. I watched, I watched a panel uh, with Jonathan Carl interviewing three young female former Trump staffers, Cassidy Hutchinson, Alyssa Farrah Griffin, mm-hmm. and one other who I don't know. Mm-hmm. And even the youngest one, her name I don't know, she was asked, she's probably in her mid-20s, mm-hmm. she was asked, if it comes down to Trump and Biden, mm-hmm. who will you vote for? And she said, I have never voted for a Democrat. Now, of course, she's very young. She, she could not have voted very much anyway. Mm-hmm. But she was... She was, it sounded like she was not going to vote for Trump. My question is, can someone that young be jaded or corrupted that early? And if not, why does she feel that way? Well, I mean, any number of reasons. She's inside of a beltway where everybody's kind of got the same thinking cap on their head. Um, People make decisions based on what they think is going to be best for them. And I imagine if she acknowledged that she voted for Trump, she'd be canceled from being on any kind of a, of a, of a, of a TV show again. So sometimes people say things and then sometimes people do things. And um, when it comes to these insiders, um, I, 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 I think every one of them would probably vote for Trump for the economy. But they, but they would come out and say they never voted for him and they think he's terrible. 
Okay, so I guess I was just naive then. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, man. Hey, I, it, it, I, I could totally be wrong. Hey, I appreciate you being there, man. Thank you so much, uh, Robert. It's always good to talk to you, my friend. Thank you. You got it. A- absolutely. It's uh, All right, so check it out, folks. We have got Tar Heels basketball coming up here, taking on Pitt. Taking on Pitt. Going to be a uh, one heck of a game. So uh, settle in for the night. Enjoy your evening, and we'll do it again tomorrow starting at 3. I am Brett Witterbull. You're listening to the Brett Witterbull Show on News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Coming up next, Tar Heels basketball.